All right, we're live. All right, man. What's up, guys? My name is Michael Keating. I'm Max Pate. As, as you can see, we're not both with each other right now. We're doing something cool called Zoom, which is great because the coronavirus, obviously, we're trying to do social distancing, so we want everyone to stay safe. And um, I feel like this is really good because this gives us an opportunity to talk about more stuff if we're not together. So, you know, this is all about, you know, trying to give back and trying to give lessons that God has taught us. And, you know, I'm just going to say that before we're about to talk about this podcast, me and Max were both really nervous because the topic we're about to talk about today is definitely something that's not talked about a lot and definitely something that's extremely personal to both of us, especially myself. And um, this is something I've been going through for a long time, but I feel like God has called me to talk about it. It's a huge topic that's not talked about a lot. And the effect that it could have on people is extremely large. And that's why we wanted to talk about it stuff. And I feel like this whole podcast is for the younger generation to talk about a lot of things that might not be talked about at church or not be talked about with your parents or other people that you're not, you know, this is not something you just go up to your friend and just talk about what we're about to talk about today. So I feel like this is definitely something that the Lord has given us to talk about. And I'm um, hopefully, it'll, you know, impact some people. Max, you got anything to say before we start off or? I'm just kind of, you know, bounced off of Mike. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. a hard topic, but Mike and I, we always talk about vulnerability. Uh, we think God always wants to challenge us and allow us to work out of our comfort zone because um, okay. like we say all the time, you know, we really truly believe that, you know, when we're most vulnerable and uh, most willing to share some things that are hard to share, we realize that, hey, you know, other people are affected by this stuff too. Like we're not alone in this battle. Absolutely. Uh, maybe in different boats, but you know, we all experience the same storm around us. So. Mm. Absolutely. I love what you said about that. We're not alone. And, um, you know, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, that we're talking about today is, um, about my addiction that I had to pornography um, this is something that I've been dealing with for a couple of years and definitely something that I don't talk about with anybody. Um, last month was probably the first time I mentioned it to Max that I was struggling with it and I needed help with it. And um, I'll just get into the story about it because I feel like everyone has their own, you know, story about maybe how they were exposed to pornography and stuff like that. I was exposed to pornography when I was in like fifth grade, um, you know, at school and stuff like that. But, you know, what happened was, junior year I got into my first relationship and I was sexually active in that relationship and obviously I didn't think that much of it a lot of my friends were doing it and a lot of everyone else is doing it so I really didn't think that much of it but I was extremely sexually active probably more than I should have been or I wanted to be at all but after that relationship ended um I didn't have that thrill anymore that kind of thrill when you have when you have sexual activity that kind of thrill so I needed something else to kind of fill that. And that was, and that's when I officially like turned to pornography and um, you know, and as a Christian, obviously, you know, pornography, we're taught that, you know, we shouldn't do it or we shouldn't look at it and stuff like that. And that's why, you know, I had this huge feeling thrill when I first had it. And then following immediately after I just had this awful guilt about doing the action that I did. And um, then when I got into my second relationship, I was still going through pornography and I didn't think that it was going to be that big of a deal when I was in that relationship. But the, my addiction to pornography was such a big asterisk on my relationship because 
you know, I wanted to have sex um, a lot because of my pornography addiction. I needed that thrill all the time. So it affected me a lot more than, you know, than I really wanted to. And then after, you know, my second relationship ended is when it got really, really bad. And that's when I knew that I definitely needed to, to change. And the worst thing that the devil can tell you is that you can deal with something on your own is you can deal with something alone without asking for help. Kind of like telling you, that you can deal with this all on your own. You don't need to ask for help. You don't need to do anything. Everything you can do, you completely do on your own and stuff like that. And I believe that for a long time, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, um, and that's when I kind of asked God for help with it. Because at first I was like, I'm not going to ask God for help pornography it's already something extremely wrong you know a lot of a lot of you know times in life you know we think we can't pray to god or ask god for help for things that are un um unjust you know but at the end of the day um i was keeping it from god and the funniest thing i probably had with god is i finally got down god i'm dealing with this poor addiction pornography <laughs> pornography addiction i can't get away from it i'm trying really really hard and I just need your help, God. I need your help. And he's like, I already knew. Mm. Like, like I already knew. Like, I know all the hairs on your head. Like, you don't yeah. think I know what you're going through. And a lot of times we're afraid to talk to God. And it's like, I can't talk to God about that. That's, that's, that's off the table. It's like, sometimes we think we could pray about some things, but then we, you know, push aside other things. Like, they're not as important or they're not, you know, something that we should talk to God about. But God is like, I know all your needs. I know what you need. I, when I formed, I knew you. So I know everything about you. So Mike, I know you're dealing with this pornography addiction. I've been waiting for a long time to help you. And um, there's a great thing in Joshua that I was reading when they attacked the I, the AI. I know it's a weird <laughs> AI. And um, they did it without God's help and they failed. But then when they asked God for help, God gave them a new plan to help them through it. So what God did, as I was like, God, I need help with this pornography addiction. Like, I need help with this. I, I don't know what to do. And then um, he didn't, wasn't really giving me that much, but I just kept praying about it and kept praying about it because I knew that it was my heart. And then one night, sadly, I just gave in and I watched porn. And then right after, God was just like, why did you watch porn? And um, I was honest with myself and I was honest with God. And I feel like God just wants us to be honest when we're struggling with things. And I was like, look, I saw a picture of a girl on Instagram that I was following and uh, it's really triggered my lust that I was having. So then I went to porn and he's like, exactly. We have to get rid of that now. Mm. And that's when it really started to get to me that um, the triggers that were triggering my pornography addiction or triggering whatever addiction that you're going through. It can be an addiction to porn. It can be addiction to drugs, addiction to drinking, addiction in general, you know, eliminating the things that can definitely trigger um, that lust feeling or that drug feeling. So, you know, it might sound crazy, but I started to unfollow a lot of people on Instagram that were triggering that lust. I started to stop listening to a lot of music that talked about a lot of sex and I stopped you know, listening to a lot of things or, or just watching a lot of things, eliminating TV shows that had a lot of sex in there, eliminating stuff. And people might be listening to be like, you know, I watch porn all the time and it really doesn't affect me. And I think that it's fine. You know, it's because the worst thing the devil can, um, can really force you to think is that if you're doing it on your own or it's like, that's not as bad as this, 
or this isn't as bad as that. So as long as I'm doing it, I was thinking to myself, well, as long as I'm doing it by myself in my room, it's not that big of a deal. Mm. It's not like I'm having sex with other people. I'm just watching porn. So it's not that bad. And you start to compare and it's like, well, yeah. I'm not doing it as bad as this person. So it's still fine. But, you know, I, I truly believe that like when you start to ask God for help with things, he truly starts to give you um, ideas and different um different things to help you deal with that and you know for two months i've been porn free i haven't watched porn only something that's on the devil's radar and definitely something that's on my radar as well because you know something i still deal with but i thought that this was something that i wanted to come clean with to everybody and talk about because i feel like maybe someone you know is going through a pornography um addiction or maybe they're just watching porn too much and they just want to get away from it and i just wanted to come on here and talk about it and um, kind of just bring it to light because this is something that's not really talked about. So, you know, that was tough for me to say, but it feels good getting out. And I feel like, you know, hopefully that will be able to help some other people too. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. Um, one thing that stood out to me when you were talking about is uh, I feel like sometimes we think we can't pray certain things to God, like awkward or, you know, it just, it doesn't seem like it's a godly thing to do to, to, you know, share with him some of the difficulties that we are going through or some of the, some of the sins that we are uh, committing. And it kind of reminded me of uh, this analogy that Pastor Ryan, uh, Coach Ryan Bradley, Pastor Ryan Bradley uh, shared with me one day at Springfield. He was kind of saying that, like, we have all these slices, like a pie, slices of the pie of our life, you know, and God is the crust that holds all those slices together. So we can't put things in a box or we can't take a couple slices and, hey, God, you get this slice, but you don't get this slice. God is the crust that holds all the slices of our life together. And when it comes to, you know, pornography or, or drug addictions or things that we feel don't belong in a church setting, we feel reluctant to share with God. But Jesus tells us that he came for the sick. He came for those that are in need of his love and his grace, because if we feel as if we are good on our own, then Jesus died for nothing. You know, he died for us because we are sinners, because we make mistakes, because we constantly fall short of his glory. Yeah. yeah. And with something with like, you know, a porn addiction, um, you could be doing so well. And then, like you said, have a slip up and just beat yourself up about it. But that's why God's grace is so important to keep in mind. It kind of, it makes me think of a race, you know, like we're running this race with Christ and we got to keep our eyes focused on Christ. That's where our eyes need to be focused on. And we press on, we know we're not going to be perfect. We know that we're going to, as we endure this race, we're going to fall flat on our face, but God's grace is there to pick us up and allow us to keep pressing on and keep our eyes focused on him. We get in trouble when we look at other people on the race with us in competition, when we start comparing ourselves. But comparing ourselves to others, we should be in cooperation with others, with this race, running towards Christ, and just keeping our eyes focused on him. And not looking at the past, not looking at where we've been. Because when we look at the past, when we look at all the mistakes that we've made, it'll drag us down from pressing on towards becoming a perfect creation and being renewed and transformed in Christ. So. 
Got anything else, man? Because that was good. I don't know. That was great, man. Oh, my yeah. goodness, man. You got to run your own race, man. That you got to so run your own powerful. race, man. That's so and powerful, it. dude, because, like, you know, you start comparing yourselves. Like, if you post a picture on Instagram, you know, you start – or people start comparing themselves to other people, and they start, you know, talking about that relationship specifically, and they're farther along than I am, and all this other stuff, and God's just like – you know, run your own race with me. Mm, run you know? your own race. Yeah, invite others race. to run their own race too. Absolutely, man. Definitely, man. And Definitely. I feel like that's the whole point of this podcast is to show, you know, to run your own race and to show, you know, other people going through other things, but how you can use that to run your own race. And I'm not trying to tell anyone how to run their own race. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not telling anyone, you know, this is what you should do. And if you don't do this, then that's not okay. You know, you got to run your own race. You know, God made everyone specifically different and specifically unique. And when he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you and had a purpose for you. Mm. So if you try to run somebody else's race, you're not going to get your own purpose. You're going to try to fulfill somebody else's purpose. But you can't fulfill somebody else's perfect purpose if you don't have the attributes for that specific purpose. Mm. Definitely. I said like purpose like 12 times there. So I hope you got that point. <laughs> it sounded really good in my head. <laughs> so, but it's, 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 it's so true. And um, I'll kind of get back a little bit to like the whole sex thing and mm. how it kind of like affected me. Cause a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people out there, they kind of just throw around sex and throw around pornography and they don't really think that much about it. And neither did I. I'm an honest man. I didn't think that much about it. When I was in high school, if someone, if someone came up to me, he's like, you're a Christian. Are you going to abstain from sex? I'd be like, absolutely not. Hell no. I'm going to have sex <laughs> as much as I want. I'm not worried about any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Every, it doesn't really. But when I got in my second relationship, I noticed that when you have sex with another person and then you have sex with another person, it's just, it's, it's different. It, it, it's just different. And I'll explain it like this. God made for something to be once. That's what he made, you know, marriage and he wanted sex to be one, one thing with one person and one person only. And I didn't realize that until I had sex the second time because then I realized that I started, like, you can say that you don't, but you definitely do. Like you start to compare mm. between how one person did something and when another person did something. And then you start to compare you know, your pornography with them, you start to compare how that relationship does with this relationship and between how this person had sex between this person had sex. So like, let's just say you had sex with the first girl, and it was a lot better than the second girl, like, I'm just being honest, like you have sex with one girl, and then another sex with another girl is not as good that that you're with, you're gonna say, you know, maybe there's something else better out there for me, like that can give me better sex. And that's why people bounce, you know, and cheat, because they mm. don't, Feel that same thrill that they had with another person so they feel like this person can't fulfill them and stuff like that and that's why like i use it a, a pastor that i um listen to frequently put it like this sex is good and i know i just said that and it kind of freaked out your mind a little bit because i was just talking about how uh, sex isn't great for me but sex is good god created sex people forget god created sex it's like it's like a water well it's like a water like one of those water dams that keeps water in i could hope i wish i could put up a picture but it's like <laughs> it's like a water dam when a water dam is used when water is used in a dam for electricity for power when they use it in a specific instance it can be used for really really good purposes 
if you put water in the right container, that's a good thing. Put water in the right container. Water can be used for a good purpose. But when you put water outside of the container that it's used for, it can be used for destruction, like mm. floods, like, like stuff like that, that can tear up things. So sex is good. It just has to be used in the right container. Mm. A yeah. lot of people are using it outside of the container that God has made it for. And that's why mm. sex is so important. Sex destroys relationships. Sex destroys a lot of things. And people realize sex is extremely important because when you're having sex with another person, you're actually making a covenant with that person. Mm. And what I mean by that is never once in the Bible do you hear them say, um, you're married to this person. As soon as you kiss the bride, you're married. Never says that. It says you become married to one person when you, when you have sex with them. Because when you have sex with somebody, you make a covenant with them. And when you make a covenant with something, God, when God forms something, nothing can be taken. God, when God forms something, it cannot be broken. So when you make a covenant with somebody, when you have sex with somebody, that's when you make a covenant. That's why when you go to another relationship, but you're still thinking about that other relationship is because you guys are still bonded. Mm-hmm. I never realized that until I got into other relationships. And there's a lot of people sleeping around and doing all these things, not knowing the consequences until they get into marriage and they're like, oh, damn. Mm. So like I'm, I have this pornography addiction because I thought the pornography addiction was going to go away once I had my other girlfriend. I was like, this is just a temporary thing. I'm kind of just going to watch pornography until I can get another thrill having another girlfriend or sleeping with another person and then fill my thrill. But then I got into the, and I was like, you know, this isn't really feel, filling it. So then I had to turn to pornography. So I would just, I would just strongly suggest people out there, you know, especially if they're just, you know, doing their own thing or they're, they're kind of just, you know, sleeping around or they're doing other things. Look, I've done that. I'm not saying that, you know, I didn't do it. I have, but all I'm trying to tell you is the consequences that it brought to me doing the things that I did and how it it affected me. So I just hope, you know, someone watching can say, you know, you know, what my say makes a little bit of sense. And maybe I should rethink this whole sex thing or this whole pornography thing, because it has consequences and God gives us free will to choose whatever we want, but God also gives us consequences for every decision. Mm. So, no, definitely. I guess, guess, you know, that's my point for that. Yeah, no, I loved your point um, with the the water in the container. Like, yeah, like when it's kept within God's container, it's a beautiful thing. But us as humans, we tend to take what God meant for good and we put it into a destructive container and mm-hmm. like you said we have free will but consequences come from that free will and i know you mentioned you said you were exposed to pornography in fifth grade and, and yeah. i too and mm-hmm. going back to the whole like comparing aspect of it is i feel like pornography is a very deadly container for sex because mm-hmm. as especially for young males i think it creates an unrealistic expectation on how sex is supposed to play out same thing same thing for females as well um and due to those unrealistic expectations the you know the younger you are and the more you think something's supposed to be and it's not what it actually is Mm. you're gonna lead to you know frustration disappointment comparison, all the evil aspects that come in that I really believe the enemy uses to destroy relationships and destroy Mm. purity, which is ultimately the goal for followers of Christ 
And um, even though it is difficult to kind of reach that goal, like kind of going back to the point that I said earlier on pressing on, like, you know, we're going to fall flat on our face during these races, but that's what God's grace is for to pick us up. But the more we can start to realize that like, Hey, this isn't what this was meant for. You know, this was meant for, like you said, a covenant between two people. And it's a beautiful yeah. thing if it's used in accordance to God's creation and his purpose for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's an incredible point. And um, I was listening to another um, like podcast um, probably like a week or two ago. And they were talking about the first question that the devil ever asked a person. And it was in the garden of Eden, garden of Eden. And the devil goes up to Eden. He's like, did God really say, like, did God really say that? Like, did God really say that you don't have to eat from that tree? Like, did God, mm. I'm going to focus on that. Did God really say, and a lot of times that's what I'm focused on. Like, did God really say not to have sex before marriage? Like, did mm. he really say that? And you know what happens? The devil starts to play with you. The devil starts to play with your head. Because the, what, what the devil tries to do is try to tr- twist God's words around to make it accordance to your mind. It's like, you know, yeah, God did say that, but you know, you know maybe this one time is not going to make that big of a difference. Mm. You know, the devil tries to twist up God's words to, uh, you know, accordance to what he wants to do. And what the devil wants to do is steal, kill, and destroy. That's the only three things the devil wants to do. And a great point. And relationships are so important. They're so important. Relationship is the only thing that can give you the highest high and the lowest low. Like when you're, like when you're giving birth to a child, or when you you first have a kid, that's the highest high you can ever have. It's the highest high you can ever have. But then when you're at the grave site for someone's funeral, that's the lowest low you can ever have. And it's like relationships are so important. And there's something that's, that God made specifically. He said, the first thing God said in Genesis, that's not good. The first thing that God said was not good is man alone. That's not good. Like having men alone is not good. So I'm going to make a partner specifically for him so man and woman so it's like you know relationships are so important because that's you know what god wanted and that's god's covenant with us is relationships and we can't do it all on our own god sends people out in twos god wants us to have relationships with other people and talk to them about it and that's why the devil wants you to talk about it alone because when when two people of faith are combined together, it's a dangerous thing. And when you have a friend that you trust in and you tell him and you guys understand each other, it's a dangerous thing. That's why the devil, want, devil wants to keep it on the side. He's like, don't talk about that because when more people are talk about it and when more people mention it and when more people share the podcast and when more people talk about things, like that's when, you know, the word keeps spreading and God wants to, the devil wants to keep all the great things in the dark, but God wants to bring everything to light. Mm. He says that, um, in a parable, he says, keep nothing hidden, bring everything to light, you know? And I feel like that's what we're trying to do right now is not try to keep my addiction away, mm-hmm. not try to just push it to the side because God freed me from it for a reason. And that's to help another person that's going through it. And God left the 99 to go after the one. And this podcast might not reach 99 people, but man, if it reaches that one person, that's, that's all glory to God. And that's what we're trying to do here. So No, amen, definitely. And we feel like uh, this is a really relevant topic considering, mm. you know, the times we're living in right now being <laughs> quarantined, you know, yeah. quarantined <laughs> being, being in isolation um, and not having anything to turn to. 
uh-huh. us to, to turn to some really self-destructive behavior um, yeah. as pornography. A hundred percent. Just like we said, I honestly believe that the only way that our chains can be broken, and I know you do too, Mike, uh, the only way our chains can be broken from such addictions is, is by the love of Jesus Christ, because it says in the Bible that, you know, he, he frees us and, and he breaks our chains. And if, if we turn to anything but him, uh, we're going to continue to be slaved down to whatever it is that, you know, is, is controlling us and controlling our impulses, such as pornography. Absolutely, dude. It just, it just, you know, it, it's just such a big topic. Like you were, you said you were exposed to it in the fifth grade. Yeah. I was exposed to it in the fifth grade. Like people think that, you know, you just get, oh, we shouldn't talk to younger kids about this because it's like, we shouldn't talk to middle schoolers about this. And this is something that I was like, we don't want to post this podcast and then, you know, have maybe a middle school look at it and, you know, maybe it, you know, scares them or maybe, you know, all this other things, but like, people don't realize that a lot of younger kids are exposed to things like this on a regular basis. And I was, I was exposed to sex. I was expected uh, porn at a young age and I went to a Catholic middle school. So I can't even imagine how sex and porn was exposed and maybe like a public high school. I know you mm. public high school, but I bet it's talked about frequently, but the problem is a lot of people in the church and a lot of Christians don't like to talk about it because they're like, the only thing they told me about sex when I was younger is just don't do it. Mm. make sure you don't do sex before marriage but they never talked like you have those thoughts as a teenager it's it's just part of life like you just have those that have those thoughts of like you want to try things and you want to you want to see how this like works and stuff like that like that's just but like if we don't talk about it then we keep it in the dark and that's exactly what the devil wants to do he wants to keep it in the dark and not talk about it don't talk about porn to younger kids have them figure it out on their own have them figure out porn from their friends and all these other people exposing it to them don't talk about it and and that's what was wrong is is i i didn't get talked about a lot of these things by the right people so then when i was exposed to it i didn't know what to do with it what, mm. what do i do with this porn what do i do with this sex like is it really that big of a difference so that's why you know i feel like that's my passion is kind of especially with the church. And I feel like what God's calling me to do is talk about things that aren't normally talked about. Yep. And I feel like through the gifts of the Holy spirit and my ability to, you know, talk to the younger generation due to my ages is, is kind of where God's calling me to be. So. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Same here, same here. You know, it was never really talked about. And I think, like you said, the more it's kept in the darkness, the more it's, you know, exposed for us to discover it on our own, the more destructive it's going to be. Um, mm. or that they're telling us not to do this and that the more mm. we want so we'll talk about this kid <laughs> yeah do this, you know that's what they're trying to do definitely well, i guess my closing statement would just be to anyone out there that's dealing with a porn addiction dealing with maybe a drug addiction an alcohol addiction a smoking addiction any addiction you your position with god is not based on your performance when you give your life to God, when you believe in God, you are made righteous by God. God takes sin out of your own account and he took on the sin of the world. So if you believe in God, you become righteous. So mm. whatever you've done, whatever my porn addiction, whatever, whatever you've done that maybe, you know, you regret or you're just like, Mike, you know, I don't, I didn't want to have sex, but I have sex with a lot of girls. Now I feel bad about it and I don't really want to do it anymore. It's like God still calls you righteous. You are still righteous in the eyes of God. There is nothing that you can do to affect your position with God. 
God already loves you. So what, what I would suggest you to do if you're just like, Mike, I got something and I need to get it off my chest, even if it's not porn, throw porn out of the a thing. Maybe it's something that you're dealing with with yourself. Maybe it's lustful thoughts. Maybe it's greed. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you want to, you know, do all these other things. Ask God for help because God mm-hmm. wants to help you. And the, the one thing, I, I know I keep mentioning this, but the thing that devil wants to do is just don't talk to God about that. You can do this on your own. And that's what the God wants to, that's what the devil wants to do is keep it to the dark. But God's like, present your request to God. Talk to me about it. I care about you. I know what your, I know all your needs. I know what you need. So whatever you're going through, I hope this podcast reaches somebody that needs to hear it. And um, just like talk to God freely. Like, mm, like amen. Talk to God like he's your friend, dude. Cause he is your friend. Yeah. It's not like he's some authority above you. That's not going to love you because of what you did wrong or what you did right. He loves you no matter what. So mm-hmm. when you're like, when I'm having a one-on-one conversation with God, I probably talk about a lot of things I would never talk with anybody, but I'm honest with him because I knows he knows your thoughts. He knows what you're thinking. He knows you, what you're going to do before you even do it. So ask God for help is, is my main thing with this. And then God will help you and God will give you a plan to fight whatever you're going through. Amen. Amen. And, you know, the church is for the sick and the broken. And oh, yes. a church is not four walls in a building. We are the church. Mm. So, you know, talk to your friends about this. Um, realize that, you know, being part of a Christian group, part of fellowship with others, part of believers of God, it's not people who are holy, people who are better than everybody else on mm. You know, yeah. sexually pure or not doing bad stuff. It's quite the opposite. It's for those that are sick, those that are broken, those that know they need a savior to save them for whatever it is that they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And you surrender that will over to God, like Mike said, you can't do it on your own. You have to surrender it over to God. And once you surrender it over to God, He will break your chains from whatever Amen. you're chained down to. Amen. Amen. I just want to say a prayer, if that's okay, before we before we close out. Let's do it, man. And um, God, I just want to pray for anyone watching this podcast or anyone that you want me to send to, Lord, to give this message, God. And it's something I just pray, God, that you just keep sending people my way to keep changing lives. You keep sending me and Max and sending us to change each other's lives. And putting God into my life was the best decision I ever made. It took me from being addicted to porn. It took me from being a liar, a person who was manipulative a person who was just not a good person and you still brought me into your life and you still loved me no matter what. So I just pray that anyone's going through anything right now that they would just, just say, God, I know I messed up and I'm not perfect. And I'm not saying that anyone's perfect, but I'm just saying that you're the only perfect person. And like Max said, we invite everyone to the church of God. The the church is supposed to be a hospital for people that are broken and sick. And we invite those people in. And I pray that if you send people our way, that we just do everything in our power to just help them out. Cause that's what your will is for us. And I just pray that through this podcast, we're able to reach as many people as we can. And we're just able to do your will and just keep it within our motives and not try to do it for, you know, for people to look at us a certain way and not try to do it for you to love us more. Cause you already love us eternally so i just pray that we do it for the right motives and that's to help you and that's to give your word out to people in need today in jesus name amen 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 thank you guys i appreciate you tuning in my name is michael keating i'm max pate i really appreciate it guys if you guys want to know more um watch our other podcast videos we're going to try to 
post them more frequently. Um, since now we, we figured out Zoom, we can do as many as we want. So it just might be feeding, <laughs> you know, because we might just feel a lot of words and just keep going down. But you know, especially in quarantine, man, we're bored. Yeah, definitely quarantine. Because I don't know about you guys, but I've I've been bored. I've been bored <laughs> out of my mind. So I've just been doing a lot of things. But my online schooling starts tomorrow. So pray for me for that. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. God bless.